Hey, you better believe Sunday school. That's right. You better believe your Sunday school lesson. That's the truth. Some Bible truth. Hey, welcome back. Welcome to uh, Sundays with Ken. And uh, as you know, we've been going through uh, Exodus, the Exodus of the uh, children of Israel out of Egypt. So that's what we've been doing each week. And I'm glad you came by. This is probably our final week on the story of the Exodus from Egypt. And then we're going to move on to some more uh, topical studies and maybe some special guests. I'm excited about having some special guests on Sunday mornings with Ken. So, um, yeah. So, hey, at the beginning, I think at the beginning of this series on Moses and uh, the Exodus, um, I played a little funny song that kind of set to get the set set the scene here. So um, I'm gonna play you that song again because I think it's funny. And uh, after that, we'll we'll jump right back in. So uh, let's kick it off with some uh, Larry Norman here. Moses tending sheep in the fields one day He thought he heard a burning scrub brush say Gotta free your people from the Pharaoh's hand Gotta take them all to the promised land Moses knew that God was talking to him So he set off to Egypt with a vigor and vim And Moses bugged the Pharaoh He bugged him and he bugged him Till he got his people freed Yes, indeed, ow, ow, he got his people freed, ow, 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 ow. Moses on the banks of the wide Red Sea, he stuck out a stick and one, two, three, the water rolled back and the people walked down, everybody knew they wouldn't drown. Pharaoh told his army to bring them all back, and here come the chariots, clickety-clack, while Moses took his stick and he closed up the water, and Egyptians all took a bath. Ow, 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 what a laugh, ow, they all took a bath, ow, ow, ow. <coughs> Egyptians. promised land. 
but it seems to me like an awful long time to be looking for a home. Ow, 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 a mighty long road home, looking for a home, a home, a home. Never borrow money needlessly. Hey, let's recap. So in the previous weeks, we went through all the different plagues that God sent to Egypt because Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Last week's plague was the killing of the firstborn. As the angel passed by each home, if it wasn't covered with the blood of the lamb, then the firstborn of that family would die. So God gave Israel's families protection by the blood of the lamb the angel would pass over the Hebrew children's homes but the Egyptian people their firstborn would would die and that's kind of a foreshadowing of Christ in the New Testament that Christ would be the final Passover lamb so well right now we're in Exodus 12 and verse 31 so let's see what's going on During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Get up, leave my people, you and the Israelites, go worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds as you have said, and go, and also bless me. (laughs) Pharaoh's asking, go, but bless me first. The Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country. For otherwise, they said, we will all die. So the people took their dough before the yeast was added and carried it on their shoulders in kneading troughs wrapped in clothing. The Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorable to post toward the people and they gave him what they asked for. The Israelites journeyed on. They were about they were about six hundred thousand men on foot, besides the women and children. Wow, six hundred thousand men on foot, besides the women and children. Wow, could you imagine that? And Moses and Aaron having to lead lead 600,000 men that's besides the women and children you figure the men had wives and back then they probably had quite a few children that's a lot of people to try to to uh, lead so I couldn't imagine couldn't imagine that and uh, now if you look at um Verse 40, now the length of time the, the um, people lived in Egypt was 430 years. The Israelites lived there for 430 years being enslaved. Mm-mm-mm. Wow, wow, that is a long time to be enslaved the Jewish the Jewish nation so 
so finally, after all this time of all the plagues that uh, that God sent on Egypt, the killing of the firstborn when is when Pharaoh basically said he had enough. Even the people cried out, hurry, get out before we all die. Before we all die. They begged they begged Israel, the Israelites to leave. I could see the the fellow uh the Egyptians um helping them pack. <laughs> like, hurry. Alright, get your suitcases packed, get the car loaded, everything goes in the trunk. Um <laughs> they're probably throwing their stuff at them. Here, here, take your pillows, here's your blankets, go, go, get out. You wanna you need another camel? I'll give you my camel. Get out of here. I can imagine the scene of them really helping um, the Hebrews get out of town. Get out, man. We've had enough. Your God is, uh, he's destroying us. So, yeah, it's just, just, uh, I could imagine the scene. I wish I I could actually see that, what happened. So, let's jump down. we're, let's go over to Exodus chapter 13, um, verse 17. I skipped over a little bit because um, in the previous, it goes into um, some detail about the um, what the future Passover would look like. And, uh, yeah, about redeeming the lamb. And not that that's not important, but for the sake of time... Um, I'm going to skip over that. So let's go down to Exodus 13, verse 17. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their mind and return to Egypt. So God led the people around the desert toward the Red Sea, and the Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath he said God will surely come to aid and then you must carry my bones up with you from this place wow so God God already had this planned out he's like look I just freed you guys from 430 years of slavery, I'm not about to take you through the land of the Philistines. Because remember, the Philistines was warriors. You know, war, just a, a warring nation. So he's like, if I take them through the Philistine country, if the Philistines come out to fight them, the Israelite children, they're just going to want to run back to Egypt and say, hey, we're better off being slaves back there. So God said, you know what? I'm going to take you around. I'm going to take you around the other way. Like the roundabouts. Um, You know about the roundabouts that we're living in in the Akron Canton area? All the roundabouts? (laughs) Instead of going straight through, you got to go around. Yeah, we don't know about that. So, um, (laughs) uh, let's go down to the chapter, uh, verse, verse 21. Chapter 13, verse 21. By the day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire 
to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Wow, could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? If imagine what a GPS system. God's GPS system. You know, the other day I was driving for for work and my GPS thing it, it kept on freezing up. It, it it would start me out on the right path, but it would just stop, it would get stuck and freeze and I didn't know well luckily I knew my way to get around most places. So I kind of knew which way to go. But when you get to detailed off-side roads I'm not familiar with, I would have to wait for it to get unstuck to tell me to turn left, turn right, keep going straight. And, uh, yeah, if you ever have a GPS and you're trying to use it in an area you're not familiar with, it makes it difficult to know which way to go. But uh, God, back then, he had his own GPS system. He goes, look, I got a fire in my night. So look up in the sky, look at the fire, the pillar of fire, follow that. That'll guide your way. You know, in the, in the daytime, he gives them uh, the cloud. Cloud to, you know, to, to follow that cloud right there. Yeah, you're not going to mistake it. Yeah, you know, you'll know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, the big cloud right there. Yeah. Watch that. Head in that direction. Um, it, it'll show you the way. So... <laughs> Um, God had a better GPS system than uh that'd be pretty cool. What if we didn't have a GPS system that that just showed us which way to turn left, north, south, east, and show us roads? But what if like a a big ball of light would right would be right in front of us and we just follow it wherever it goes, kind of like Pac-Man or something? Um, that'd be cool. All right, so let's uh. Let's let's move on here. So, children of Israel, they're out there. They're in the desert, taking the long way. And uh, God here, he says in Exodus 14, verse 4, And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am Lord. So the the uh, Israelites did this. So, again, it's showing God's purpose. God's going to harden Pharaoh's heart again so he will pursue them. Why? So the Egyptians will know that I am Lord. The Lord is trying to reveal himself to the people of Egypt. I, I really like this. You know, for many, many years, from a child to adulthood, I never really caught that part before. We always focus on the story of God freeing the Hebrew children to set them free from the awfulness of slavery. But did we ever catch the part where, you know, as we went through each chapter, often God says he's doing this to show the Egyptians that he is the Lord. So there's a purpose behind this. He really wants the Egyptians to, to recognize his lordship, to show him he is Lord. 
<clears throat> so, let's move on. Verse 5, chapter 14, verse 5. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fed, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We have let the, the Israelites go and have lost their service. So in other words, we lost our slaves. Now who's going to do the hard work? So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with the other chariots of Egypt with officers all, all, all over them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the, the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians and all Pharaoh's chariots and horsemen and troops per, pursued them and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Baal and Zephon. As Pharaoh approached the Israelites, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, "What, what is it? Because there is no graves in Egypt, you brought us out here to the desert to die. What have you done, bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians?" It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Man, they're being pretty rough on our, our boy Moses here. Moses is trying to listen to God. He got him out of slavery. Now he's saying, you should have just left it back in slavery. Now we're all going to get all going to get killed. They're going to slaughter us. Moses answered, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you you see today, you will never see again. Hmm. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You you need only to be still. This this this. Uh, I'm glad the Lord allows us to laugh sometimes, because this is funny here. The Lord said to Moses, "Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israel." the uh, Israelites to move on raise your staff stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the waters so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them and I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army through his chariots and horsemen the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh his chariots, and horsemen. So let's stop right there, take our first break, and uh, we'll be right back. everybody settle down <laughs> back back to the story so let's let's start at verse uh exodus 14 let's start at verse uh 15 again then the lord said to moses why are you crying out to me tell them to move on raise your staff stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the waters so that the 
Israelites can go through on dry ground. I will harden the heart of the Egyptians so that they will go after them. And then verse 18. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariot, and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. You catch that? I never caught that really before. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other, so neither went near the other all night long. That's interesting. God's got his uh, his little battle plan set out. He he told the angel to go to the basic to the rear, and and uh, the cloud separated light on one side and dark to the other side, so the two would be separated. the The Egyptian army and the and the children of Israel would be separated. Hmm, God's battle plan. God's got a battle plan all the time, I think. Even in our own lives and today. You know, even in today, I'll just leave it that, in America, everything, sometimes with the chaos we go through and sickness and elections and all this kind of stuff, God's got his plan worked out. He's got his battle plan. Let's not try to fight our own battles and make make God join our battle. Let's let God run his own battle and wait and see what he does until he tells us to do something. So let God command his own army. Wow, that's that's a cool insight that um, illuminated to me for me personally. So, verse 21. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it up unto dry land. Their waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on the right and on the left. Man, what a sight to see. What a sight to see. Man, that would have been scary. I'd have been a little scary. A wall of water to the right, a wall of water to the left, and I got to walk through it. Oh, man. God, hold back those waters. Mm-mm-mm. I'll be a little nervous because I don't swim. So, <laughs> the Egyptians pursued them. And all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, Let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them and against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. 
Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back into its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. Not one of them survived. Mike, Greek Mike, Hebrew Joe, no more interrupting the class. Hebrew Joe, calm it down with the shofar, shofar. Greek Mike, yeah, yeah, put your sitar away. No more sitar. Now don't interrupt the class again. All right, let's keep going here. All right, I know you guys are happy. You're celebrating because uh, the Lord crushed the Egyptians, but, you know, let's just let us go on to the story here. Now, where was I? Okay. None of them survived. Verse 29. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on the left. And uh, that day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians. The people feared the Lord and put their trust in him, in Moses, his servant. So, wow. I mean, that's, uh, what, what, what a story. Let's go ahead and read Exodus chapter 15, verse 1, the song of Moses and Miriam. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted, both horse and driver. He has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God. I will praise him. My father's God. I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots, chariots, and his army has been hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers are now drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. Let's stop right there. Wow, what a difference. Um, you know, before the Israelites were kind of grumbling and complaining. And when the Lord shows what he can do, yeah, now they're singing a song of praise to him and giving Moses some uh, honor there too. That's kind of just like us us uh, believers. Man, when things are going to gonna good, we're all, you know, woo-woo. But uh, when things go bad... We're kind of grumbling to the Lord. Lord, why are you let me go through this? I was better off before. But, uh, you know, we don't really appreciate 
the Lord in the good times and the bad as we're going through the difficult times. But uh, wow, what a mighty scene that must have been for them to watch God move the waters, allow them to cross through, and to see God close to bring the waters down and wash out the Egyptians' army where not one survived. Not one survived. Wow. How great is our God. Also in Exodus 15, chapter 11, they go, they go on in their song and says, Who among the gods are like you, Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? Wow. They finally recognize um, God for who he is. And uh, yeah, so that kind of concludes the story, um, our Exodus story. Um, as you know, they continue for 40 years in the desert, you know, and then until they can go to the promised land, until they can go to the promised land, they spend 40 years there. But, um, man, I'm glad God doesn't let us, <laughs> you know, suffer for 40. You know, sometimes he does. If we're not obedient, um, we could be disciplined for God until we listen. Um, in certain ways, but God will spank his children, but God will always love and protect his children too. But sometimes we all deserve a spanking. However that looks that God does it in your personal life until we listen and give him honor and glory. But I like the kind of the theme that I kind of saw through this that was illuminated to me personally. Maybe you guys already saw that, but just to see how God was even worried or, or God was not worried but he was wanting to show to get the Egyptians attention to say look I'm I'm the only God to, to wake them up to wake them up so they would recognize the one true God and because um, I think as we learned in the beginning um, chapters when we studied the beginning of the story of, of Israel being held captive about the dark arts or the secret arts. So they were very aware of the spiritual issues. And no wonder, often in the Old Testament, it talks about the one true God. Because I think in those days, the manifestations of the evil spirits were well and alive, in my opinion. Um, if there's any theologians that want to discuss that, let me know what you think because I think it's very clear in Old Testament scripture the manifestations of little gods as G, the, uh, demons and Satan were manifesting very strongly during those days so I think it's very clear why God wants to show that only he is God he is God and he will shut things down when he wants to so Oh, what a great story. I, I enjoy reading the uh, stories from the Old Testament and revealing different um, aspects of God's nature. And that God really does want to deliver people. And I'm thankful, and Greek Mike, you should be thankful too, that God did this for the Hebrew children, the Jews, but later through the Lamb of God, 
God would uh, deliver us from our sins through Christ, the Savior, through his only son, that Christ would be the final, the final lamb. So, hey, thanks for going through the story with uh, Moses and the children of Israel with me. I really appreciate that. I, I, I had a good spiritual time. I really enjoyed it. You know, God opened my eyes to certain things that I'd never really saw before. And, uh, wow, I'm so thankful. Thankful for the one true God. So, yeah, thanks. Hey, I think starting um, next Sunday, we're going to shake things up and do things a little differently. Um, we're we're going to leave the story of, of the children of Israel, and we're going to move on to different topics. But... um so stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're going to have, and we're going to shake up Sunday Sundays with Ken and uh, be creative and add different things for the Sunday school class. So, yeah, thanks for stopping by for, to my virtual Sunday school with Ken class. And uh, hopefully we'll get some exciting things planned. Um, I have some ideas, but it's just timing of getting those ideas done. So thanks so much for stopping by. And uh, let's do this again next Sunday. But as always, remember, you can hear me every day, Monday through Friday, 5.45 a.m. with Mornings with Ken, where it's not spiritually focused as the Sunday School show is. But we just like to have fun and and just give you little words of encouragement or talk nonsense. <laughs> but, uh, um, I, you know, feel free to stop by and enjoy that. And coming up pretty soon... Real soon, I'm going to have a special show. A special show coming up with Nigel and Caitlin Dorfler. Nigel and Caitlin Dorfler. Caitlin is my daughter. Nigel is my son-in-law. And they have a show called Bad Movie Date Night. Bad Movie Date Night. They have a podcast they've been doing for quite a while. But we're going to get together. They're going to come on my podcast. Nigel and Katie... Dorfler, they're going to come on my podcast and we're going to talk about some interesting things. And I'm not sure when, but it's coming up. I promise you it's coming up real soon. I don't think you're going to want to miss this show. I think you're going to get a real big kick out of it. It's going to be fun. So look forward to that. Hey, there might even be some giveaways. If you tune in, Maybe I'll even give something away. So, prizes. Everybody likes prizes, right? All right. Hey, thanks again. You guys have a blessed Sunday. Love you guys. Look forward to seeing you soon. Bye-bye.
Yeah. 